Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio. We have more NFL discussion coming up this hour. Final this hour is on this Outkick 360 Outkick with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and, and Paul Kuharski. First though, some, uh, some interesting trends that could happen and to follow with Game 5 of the NBA Finals. It's the tip-off tonight. Series tied 2-2. Steph Curry is coming off of the 43-point performance uh, to tie the series. He was phenomenal uh, and has been throughout these playoffs. And the team that wins Game 5, traditionally, goes on to win the series in a series tied 2-2. The team that wins Game 5 goes on to win 80% of the NBA Finals. Keep in mind, the game's back in San Francisco. Golden State's hosting Boston. And Boston has yet to lose back-to-back games in the postseason. So when they lose, they generally rebound and rebound in a, in a very dominant way, um, which has been the case for, I know, several teams throughout the postseason of lopsided wins versus lopsided losses. But a pivotal matchup tonight, 8 o'clock tip-off time here in Nashville. I was stunned that they did not play last night. I wasn't paying yep. very close attention to the schedule, but I thought Friday, Sunday would have maximized the TV windows that they love. We know they love that Sunday early evening, yes. start 6 o'clock central uh, t- uh, around then. Yeah, and, it would be uh, 7 central next Sunday for game seven. Yeah, and I thought that they'd string it out to get themselves three Sundays. Yep. And I, I listen, I... I'm not a big NBA guy by any means. I don't like the NBA. But that they do 2-2-1-1-1 is God bless them. That yeah, is yes. the way you need to arrange it. But I think, look, you play Friday night. You can fly one day and play the next day. I think you're babying the guys to not do it that way. And I, I understand it's a grind and everything, but it, it, they're concerned with the TV windows all the time. Yes. And now they're babying it. Uh, for that, for that, I think it's a mistake. And they would have done far better last night than they will do tonight. I turned to ABC last night expecting Me to too. see Game Five, and it was some Time Magazine most influential people show. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. By the way, tape. you know what I watched? It was stand? like a weird. Uh, it was like a weird version of the Golden Globes that was trying to be both funny and just overly serious. Yeah. And the audience was sitting there looking at everyone speaking like, "What? where am I? They look like they're being held hostage. The people that were there for whatever the show was, it was awful. You know what I watched instead the last two nights? Um, CNN had a four-part special. It's basically four hours on Watergate um, that was really insightful. It was mostly Dean. Is it John Dean? I'm forgetting his first name right There's a right bunch now. of uh, dramatic. Uh, there's like two Watergate. There's one that's already aired, but there's another show coming out. Uh, about uh, on HBO, I believe that's a Watergate show. That's got a bunch of big name actors in it playing key parts. I learned a, a lot of peripheral stuff that's important to the story that I did not know, and I really liked it. I recommend it. You can you can find it now. Uh, it's on demand. 
uh, Hutton, I watched uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Based on your I have that on tape. I, I'm enjoying it, but uh, man, and Angie will come in the room and wa- see me watching this, and I'm you know the only one in the house that cares. Yeah. I'm trying to get my daughter into watches. She wanted to listen to a podcast that I picked her up from basketball camp, and she said, "Can I listen to a podcast about Theodore Roosevelt?" And I just searched for like kids appropriate Theodore Roosevelt. And we have this one podcast <laughs> no, we listen to called Homeschool History, and it's by this funny British guy. And it's got like sound bites and songs and stuff throughout, and she loves that. But we're listening to this Theodore Roosevelt podcast, and halfway through, she's like, Dad, this is boring. Can we listen to something else? I'm Change like, my sure. mind on Teddy O. But anyways, the Theodore Roosevelt, the most distracting part is when they go to the acted out sequences of any of these History Channel things. And the guy playing Theodore Roosevelt is just tough for me to buy. <laughs> and, my, and Angie will walk to the room and say, I can't, I can watch the Doris Kearns Goodwins of the world right. talking about them and With then photos showing and, photos. Yeah. But when they go to the act scripted out, you know, this is what happened in this scene, it's, it's tough. It's tough to watch those. But overall, if you're a history buff, you'll love it. I, I, I've learned a lot about Theodore Roosevelt watching it. I'm interested. I've got it on tape. Golden State favored by three and a half. Uh, for what it's worth, again, Boston, they have not lost back-to-back games. I'm so. having trouble believing in Golden State, but I'm praying they win the next two. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm looking at this game. It's three and a half now. It was four this morning when I was looking at that line. Uh, I really think Golden State wins tonight because I still think they're going to win this series. And I think the winner of this game is going to win the series. Um, but man, that Boston thing you talked about, Hutton, I think since January 30th, they've not lost back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. A long time. No, they've done it one time. They've one lost time, back-to-back one time since January, since, since sometime in January. That's, That's still a loss. It was that a loss to the Knicks, I think. That's crazy. And who knows? I mean, Mike, look, they probably played, you know, half their lineup that night because of load management <laughs> whenever yeah. they lost those back-to-back games. Um, they're 7-0 and in the postseason following the loss, and five of the seven have been by double digits. So here's hoping that we get a, a tight game. They have not been able to stop Steph Curry, though. At age 34, he's playing some of his best basketball uh, in the big moments. It's his second largest uh, point total in his NBA Finals career um, this past week in Boston. Uh, great, great performance. Tyreek Hill, I don't understand. Um, the usage was down a little bit last year, uh, but he's saying that, and he's, you know, of course, traded to Miami. He's saying that he didn't get the ball enough in Kansas City, and that led to part of the reason why he didn't feel like he was long-term there. And it's weird because... Every time I watch a he's saying, Chiefs game, that Tyreek Hill's getting the ball. And he's saying that he did not say anything about it, so that makes him a good guy. But he's saying it now, which to me... I, sure, he didn't interrupt a good season for the Chiefs, but he's saying it now, which kind of... Undoes that a little bit to me. I didn't complain. It's then, better than saying it gonna, then. No, it's I better. will say it's, it's better, better than the alternative of it's not better. doing it while you're there. I agree, but it's best to not say it at all because it makes you look really selfish. And let's look at his usage. I haven't done this previous, but he had 135 targets in 2020, and he had 159 targets in 2021. No, but the tar- targets are not created equal, Paul. Um, he he only a- he averaged like three and a half yards less per attempt on those called plays to Tyreek Hill. And that's what he was explaining is that while, you know, he's, he's getting the football, he wants more stuff down the field. And that's, that by the way, is a recurring theme with these guys. Now Debo uh, on how he's being used Tyreek Hill. I'm thinking, man, if, if you're worried about uh, not being used 
deeper than an offense. And and to his yeah, you're going to, to a shorter throw. He's throw. headed to you know Miami, where two is definitely going to he do had that. Twenty four more catches. And so I mean, he's complaining about the kinds of targets and the kind of catches. I'm thinking, I mean, all right, you might have a a little thing where you go talk to the coach and the coordinator about the way you're used. But a, mm-hmm. you're winning. B, you're getting thrown to. 24 more times you're getting targeted a, a decent amount more you're coming out with roughly the same yardage yeah your yards per catch is down 14.7 to 11.2 your touchdowns are down 15 to 9 but how selfish does it make you sound when when you're you're uh, again having success in the in the regular season you set yourself up for success you lose an AFC championship game as opposed yep. to going to the Super Bowl but i mean you know, he went from for first team All Pro. He wasn't All Pro. He was Pro Bowler, but I I, I think it casts him in a bad light. I, I don't like it at all. Well, they they fed they they were getting the ball to Tyreek Hill. It just wasn't on those massive plays at the, the more consistent rate that we've seen. Well, earlier. this is good for him. It's getting um, him used to what he's going into now. They got his yards per want, catch down. It should get well, him used to what hey, he's you about want, to you see. Want some he's targets. Gonna, Here you go. You're going to get a bunch behind the line of scrimmage from right. Tua. He, I mean, go, go with One it. of the quotes he said on the podcast, which was, uh, it needs to be said podcast, I believe is the name of it. Um, his first, first one. Um, he said, look, uh, I need some pill time. He's talking about the rock, yeah. the, the football. And, and while his yards per catch were down, he's still, uh, Paul mentioned the numbers, he's still getting the football a lot. However, he would say, look, there are times where I'm going to Andy Reid, I'm going to Mahomes, and I'm saying, we've got, I'm on one-on-one on the outside. Can we please get a play deep here? I'm considered one of the top wide receivers and the fastest dude on the field. Can you, I don't care if that I'm locked up with the best corner. Give like, Let's go deep. Let me beat the best corner. Let me go, let me go get it. And he said they wouldn't call that. They were, they were, it was a different approach a year ago. It also happened to be the year where I'm sure behind the scenes he's trying to get a contract restructured. And he was instead seventh, he, gets, he gets paid. He was seventh in targets in the league behind Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore. And, and it went 191, which is an outrageous amount for Cup, 169, 169, 167, 164, 163, 159. He's going to get I mean, the, he's right there with everybody but Cooper Cup. And now think about how often he's going to get the football in Miami. Right? A lot. It, it'll be in a similar fashion, too. Yeah. But they, they will – and they've got two speed options now with him and Waddle to – try to come up with a way to make Tua Tagovailoa um, much more productive and consistent than what we've seen in recent years. Did he go from saying that Tua was as accurate as Mahomes to more accurate? Is he amping it up, or did he just say he's more accurate? And did he repeat it? I feel no, like he no. amped it up. I, I was out of the headlines for a little bit, and then it was he said a big headline. He throws headline the most again. beautiful ball he's ever seen oh, or something dear. like that. Yeah. It was I don't know if it was necessarily no, – he, They did say he was talking about his accurate, and he is more accurate. Um, yeah, when you ta- if you throw it further, you tend to be yards. less accurate. What he said, what he what he uh, was also discussing was he's like because it, everyone knows Tua's under a microscope there, and so all these receivers and uh, coordinator and Painting coach, and everyone's being everyone's talking about Tua, and they're they're dissecting these practices, 
where, I mean, uh, the viral video of him, of Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill, I thought the perfect response was someone, and, and it was retweeted a ton, had like a montage of Patrick Mahomes underthrowing Tyreek Hill over his career and him coming back and making a massive play. I mean, that, that's why you trade for and extend and pay Tyreek Hill. It's even within an offense like this, he can make some big plays happen for you. But he said, um, he's like, look, Matt, like everyone's talking about Tua, Matt Moore. I went for like 140 yards receiving as with Matt Moore filling in one time. He's like, I don't mean to rip on Matt, but Tua is 10 to 1, Matt Moore. So it, I, this is tired. And this is a time of year where you're calibrating. Yeah. And, uh, and I think there was a video I, of him hitting him deep later, later on. Yeah. You, you it, can't read too I much think into that. it's more about Tyreek Hill propping up his ability with some of these answers, but he's being asked about Tua. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's the season where Devontae Adams says that Derek Carr is just as talented as Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. And they're very similar from a talent perspective. They just throw the ball a little bit different. What are they supposed to say? Right. Yeah. I mean, this is their guy now. Right? You're not going to come in there and we get asked a question. Man, I don't know what I'm going to do here without Pat Mahomes throwing it to me. This is a big time downturn watching Tua's ball come well, in. I mean, you could be complimentary without being unbelievable. Uh, that's that's where I have the problem. Hype your guy, but don't don't talk so crazily that it, <laughs> that it's. But not I mean, if believable. you're asked a question, yeah, I'm sure Devontae Adams is asked, "Hey, w- uh, what's the comparison between yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr?" And his answer is, you know, they're very similar from a talent standpoint. Well, that's going to turn a lot of heads. But I also hear that and I think, no, he not. might actually believe that. I don't. I don't think most people that watch football believe that they're in the same league, but. Even if, if so, who cares? Because they're going to always air if you're smart. I mean, A.J. Brown might answer differently because he doesn't seem to be very smart. We can talk about that also. But if you're smart, you're going to answer in a way that, well, now I'm going to prop up my guy and my team, and that was my old team and the other guy. You're not going to say, I don't know one receiver that comes in is completely honest and says, no, they're, they're nowhere near. And Devontae Adams was hanging with Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Where were they? There were pictures, I don't know, social media. Though, what's a, what's the girlfriend's name? Something blue. Blue of Earth. Blue of Earth. Now, she has uh, come back and said that that's, that's, that's not Aaron like Rogers. world be free. That's not her name. She said it's just blue. She, she posts on Instagram, there's all these reports about me that aren't true. One of them is that my name is not Blue of Earth. It's Blue, B-L-U. The of Earth has been made up, apparently. Man, but she confirmed that she is dating Aaron Rodgers. She is not. Oh, she's not. No, 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 she I'm sure Aaron Rodgers telling her not to. She's neither confirmed But she's not denying it, so that's saying a lot. Neither confirmed nor denied. She just won't confirm. She's, yeah. she's confirming that she's Blue now Earth seeing, is not her legal name. Because Joe that's Kinsey, all she confirmed. Because Joe huh. Kinsey at OutKick has done a great job of uh, investigating the story. She's probably getting hit up by friends saying, oh, it's out there that you're dating Aaron. Yeah, and about that. And now she's not denying it. She's just saying there's a lot of things being said about me. She didn't come out and say, yeah, I'm not dating Aaron Rodgers. She said, my name is not Blue of Earth. <laughs> oh, the, uh, that was a... I, I, we were mentioning this last week... weird. The, uh, the ability to now make the headlines based on who you're dating. Like, there's another level to fame yeah, whenever you when start you get there. making headlines, no matter who you're with. Um, they're not doing that, that... That's something Devontae Adams can say. They're, they're certainly not doing that with, with Derek Carr. You know, in his family. Hey, and let's not no, underrate no one's you. No interested in the family dynamic your, there. Your well, wife he's like was, married with a bunch of kids, right? Yeah. I think well, Derek Carr's right. like, But yeah. no, we're, we're not following the, the, that family dynamic the way we would Tom Brady. Well, I, I want to speak to your family dynamic. Claire Hutton was making, in my world, Facebook headlines for uh, a picture of her as a young cheerleader. 
A high school oh, age yeah. cheer. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a chance to respond, but uh, Claire, I noticed. Angie, <laughs> Angie brought that up to me. What headlines are you talking about? She made. Well, she was making fun of the size of her head. Yeah. Compared, but I didn't compared think, to her body. Yeah, she, I didn't, in proportion, I didn't think, she was. Like, everyone went to the awkward like phase. Like your torso. Um, where it is, uh, I just never grew out of the awkward face. <laughs> like grade seventh through ninth is always that awkward. And then she she found this photo, so she posted it, and she was just like, "Is it just me, or like did everyone go <laughs> through this go through stage where everyone's body, body had to grow into your head? head. Or yeah. like a South Park? Character. I didn't think her head looked that big, to be honest. And I'd be the first one to say, "Look at the girl with the big head." Well, but, she got a, she got a ton of reaction to it. So that and Taco Bell, that's right up her alley. Uh, finding old photos of uh, the Oakland Patriots or uh, Taco Bell Mexican pizza. And, oh, she um, is very upset. I know about, about I know about her post pizza. mainly through my wife, who is a loyal follower, and will say, "Did you see what Claire posted today?" I'm like, "No, I didn't." But go ahead and tell me about it. Why don't you tell me about it? I can tell you want to. <laughs> we uh, yeah, let's chat. We went and watched. Let me pause um, this. Well, let me pause this. Teddy Roosevelt. Hold on one second. Special. There, before I get into the Rough Riders piece of this, let me pause this and go ahead and tell me about it. Yeah, the chance of speaking of Rough Riders, it could be uh, Three Six Mafia would be another post of hers, uh, and Jurassic Park. We went and saw the new Jurassic How is Park. It? Um, it's getting. Oh, Hunt had a great review to this when I asked him over the weekend in Birmingham about it. Can I give your your quick review of uh, Jurassic Park that we were joking yes, about? Because I don't think it. You said anything. You said, uh, "Oh, it's a great review that does spoil." That you said, "You know, it was my one knock on it would be too many humans in the first <laughs> yeah. half of it. It's too many very, human. Too much focus on the humans in the first half. Does so, this put a bow on it? Kind of, but I, it puts a bow. So it. I think that they are saying this is the last Jurassic World, quote unquote, because they did away with Jurassic Park. That's here, and then yeah. and then came up with new actors. It's the same storyline, new actors, and this Jurassic World combines both of the actors together. Right. So you've got to come up with a story. It's look, I I'm going to guess the humans win. I, um, call me crazy. Well, Humans defeat dinosaurs. I don't want to get into spoilers for this film, and I want to see it also, but I think where they're going to go next, and Hunt, you may agree, is let's start back Jurassic Park. I bet someone's going to have the idea to have a theme park again, and then we're going to start it all over Jurassic again. Galaxy could also be where they go. They went from a park the, to um, a world. Now they'll go to solar, Jurassic Solar System. I think it's... It, it ship should, them to Mars. I don't want it to be the last one because of how they wrap up the ending. They could very well end it, though. It's a good movie for the second half of the film. The first half, though, it's a two-hour movie. The, the final hour is filled with action. It's exactly what you want. Um, but when you do this six times, and it's practically the same storyline. I can't remember any of the plots of the other ones that I've seen got to, outside of the first one. Yeah, you've got to come up with a way to m make it make sense that the two eras come together. So they've got to, in, in their mind, they came up with a concept that I think they thought was the easiest. It ends up being... An hour not, to get there? An hour to get there. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like it's what, good. Like tell them. It's good. It is not Top Gun How Maverick. fast will it be on my TV? Much faster than Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. If Tom That's Cruise has I, anything to say about it, that thing will never be on your TV. Yeah. <laughs> they could probably put that thing in the theater for the next year and it'll yeah. still sell, but I, I sell see, spots. I was, I was talking with uh, Claire and was talking with others. I, I, Top Gun and Jurassic Park, if they're out in theaters, I'm going to see them. Like, I just feel like those two, like, those two films of the summer are worth seeing on the big screen. That's cinema to you. Um, but it's not, it's not the film of the summer. It's not the cinema of the summer. Um, 
Top Gun Maverick. I would go see that again multiple times. If you had the option to see Jurassic Park in a the theater right now or Top Gun Maverick for a second time, oh, you should go see, see Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick for a second time. I've seen it twice in the theater, and I have not seen Jurassic World. I will see Jurassic World at some point. That's one I do want to see in the theater. Do, do you approve the IMAX experience for that? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. In fact, I wish I... I, I may go see Top Gun Maverick on IMAX. Um, this is probably a question only for me. Do they have trailers in IMAX? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, they do. All right. Yes, they I mean, do. I don't want to miss out on the trailers. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Outkick360. Coming up, teams are in full fold for mini camps this week. 15 teams had mini camps across the league last, or excuse me, 12. 12 teams had mini camps last week. Two this week have already started. And the rest will begin tomorrow. We'll, we'll discuss some of the biggest headlines, which includes Kyler Murray uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and a strange decision, I think, down in Jacksonville. That's next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Fifteen NFL teams will begin minicamps tomorrow. Two started today with Denver and Jacksonville. And we had the 12 last week that have completed. I'm, I'm a bit uh, confused. Welcome back, Outkick 360. Of what Doug Peterson's doing um, in Jacksonville. I mean, I, he's trying, he's, he's stated this multiple times that he's got to earn the respect of the locker room and all this stuff. But um, he's not, he's, he's telling certain veterans they don't need to come to the Jacksonville Jaguars mandatory minicamp. Uh, now, certain veterans will be there. I would presume Trevor Lawrence needs to be there. It's a pivotal year for him. Um, and I, I understand he's, he's the, the, the concept is he wants to get a ton of reps for the young guys. And then whenever training camp rolls around, the vets show up. And if they've been excused from mandatory minicamp, so be it. I just don't, I don't know how you don't utilize what little time you have. As a coach, I've got a theory. what little time you have in the offseason with your team, how you don't utilize these days for something more than let's develop the young players who, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. How many of those young players are active on game day for that roster? Based on how much they've done this offseason, they spent a ton of money this offseason on vets. Um, and while some will be there, he's, he's excusing most of the veteran roster in Jacksonville. And yep. it's two or three practices, but still, I mean, it, it's not like you have two months of this anymore. I've got a theory on this. Right. He's going too far the other way. This is a classic example of new guy takes over and wants to be the complete opposite of the previous guy who failed. Uh, and maybe this is just Doug Peterson's personality, but this is a sign to me that when you just say veterans don't show up to certain veterans, you know, don't worry about it, that is trying to prove yourself too much the locker room that... I am all about you. It's a new era. We're not going to be a dictatorship here. We're not going to tell you what to do all the time. I, I think this is an attempt to maybe go too far the other way. I don't think this is totally Doug Peterson's personality, right? We know by personality they went the different way with a the hire than Urban sure. Meyer. 
Yeah. There's no doubt about that, but this is just too much. I don't know how many guys it's going to amount to being. Um, now, they have a lot of undra- uh, un- unrestricted free agents that they signed. All right. Um, and, and so who's truly old? Marvin Jones is truly old. Marvin Jones doesn't need a, a veteran minicamp, I, I wouldn't think. Christian Kirk, though, I think you would want him there because he's new. Cam Robinson, I don't think you, you need him there, right? Brandon Scherf, unrestricted free agent from Washington. I, I would think you'd want him there. Evan Ingram, a free agent from the Giants. I would think you'd want him there. James Robinson, I, I don't think you, you need him there. I don't think that's a big deal. Roy Robertson-Harris, defensive end from Chicago. I, that's the problem I have. Most of their older guys are new. Yes. Foley... Fatsukasi, the nose tackle, is from the Jets. Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle, is from the Saints. Josh Allen, their number one pick from 2019. Okay, you could if you don't want him there, that's fine. You know, but they've got unrestricted free agents. Shaquille Griffin from from Seattle. Yeah, would you want them there? Th- those are the guys who make up most of their veteran core are new to the team. It's just like it's it's one thing if. Um and he's doing this as like a compliment to the off-season work they've got in at these at the at the optional practices, right? The voluntary practices. Yeah, and they had an extra week. But you get an extra week if you're a new head coach. I just uh, I, I don't in this day and age with all of the the the, the way the CBA is set up for the off-season and the the <clears throat> turnover of that organization and that roster, um, it would be one thing if you bring these guys in and then you just don't practice them. Right, you Walk like hey, they're here, classroom. but like there's no meetings. They're, they don't have to show. They, they don't have to show up to meetings. They don't have to show up to a weight lift with the team. Like there's nothing. Like they're just saying, hey, there's a certain select group of this team. Which, by the way, if, if they're returning, they're a part of a team that was awful, uh, with or without an awful coach, um, other than 2017. I think the the opposite should be like we may not have to practice Josh Allen, but, but we need to be good. He should. I mean, it's three days. This is not like we're starting training camp and we're beginning this long stretch. I think this also goes to something that you've talked about a lot previously. Offseason does not matter no. that much. It really well, doesn't. We get carried away in it. it. For certain players. Media it, it gets matters carried for Trevor away Lawrence. in it. It matters for yeah, Trevor it, Lawrence. It does. Is, is about to go. This, then they started today. He's working with Doug Peterson now who's calling play. Like it, This matters for Trevor Lawrence in year two. Yeah, but even that, these three days... You can live without these three days. Any team can live without these three days. No coach is going to tell you, I got to squeeze every single drop out of all of these days. Most of these three days, I don't know what happened last week. You can tell me. A lot of teams will scrap the third day. Mike Vrabel in Nashville, odds are very good. He scraps the third day. Says after practice on Wednesday, we got everything we needed out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to do something fun, team building on, on uh, Wednesday, and they'll, uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and they'll go to Fort Campbell or play paintball or, or something. I, I think not paintball, by the way. Uh, Arthur Smith said in his press conference, uh, the Falcons won't be playing paintball because at a previous stop, his team played paintball and somebody got hurt and missed time. Well, Arthur Smith's previous stop was here. Unless they did it at the Redskins when he was at the Redskins and they were the Redskins, which was pretty brief. So Arthur the, Smith is saying some Tennessee or? Titans that 
year where they played paintball on the last year. Somebody got hurt and missed time. It goes back a ways with it. It goes back to Munchak, really, in that era here in town. Um, so uh, here's why the mandatory minicamp is important and the fines are there for three days when you've had, uh, what, a month and a half of voluntary OTAs um, in some capacity. It's So in order to start the mandatory minicamp, everyone reports and they have a physical. Um so the day before. It's a check-in, and it's a, it's a roster attendance. Like People are going to notice who's not there. For instance, uh, Kyler Murray is there. Uh, Terry McLaurin is not, uh, did not report or is not reporting with Washington, but same as DK Metcalf a week ago. Um, Kyler Murray is showing up. Lamar Jackson showed up for his physical, so you, we know he's going to attend mandatory minicamp. Same goes for Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons, for instance, here in Nashville. Um, the, every every team has these physicals where you check in the day before, and then mandatory minicamp begins. So, if nothing else, you get eyes on your guys. for a guy who you haven't seen in a while, and he's been training on his own because he can because it's voluntary. This is a way to bring people together uh, with your roster and check off the fact that you're on track or you're not. That's really what we're talking about here. Other than that, not much changes from the recent OTA practice. And, and you talk about, like, um, a veteran team, like the Titans. You mentioned Simmons. Well, the Titans, during their entire OTAs, haven't seen Simmons, uh, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, or Bud Dupree. Right. That, those four anchored their entire team last year as the front four. Now, if you go from February to late July – without having seen the four guys who are the core of your team, a front four that rushes without help, I'd be a little scared. I don't think they're out gallivanting and doing nothing, and I trust them all to be in shape and all of that. But if you're Mike Vrabel, if you're Shane Bowen, the defensive coordinator, I think you certainly would like to see them for a couple days yes. just to make sure everything's fine. And, and that, that's what it amounts to, like you're saying. And it's been on the calendar. They've known, like, this is not that hard of a, a check-in here to, to show up, get your physical, move on. You know, the, the detriment would be what happened in Indy last week, Paul, where Dari, it, it's known and it comes out that Darius Leonard's about to have back surgery. So yeah. he's going to miss not only training camp, they hope to get him back by the time the regular season rolls around. Now, did he do something new? Or no, is it-, it was something they were monitoring at the in, at whenever they checked out of the um, the the interviews at the end of the season, this is the like regular season. Michael Thomas. They've brought him back, and they, they need a procedure done. This is like Michael Thomas last year, where you, you don't – I don't understand how you don't have the surgery on a timetable where you know you'll be fine two weeks before the regular season starts. I know. They, they, I think Pe- – uh, not Peterson. Um, uh, Frank Reich said, like, this was something that we thought we could get by with medically without a procedure, and turns out it hasn't improved. It's, it's a weird – that's weird. It's dumb. Yes. I, I, it goes into uh, Dockage questioning Darius Leonard's. I brought it up last week with him. Like oh, a, boy, Dockage was on a heater yeah. about uh, Urban Meyer getting trashed by the owner, yes. calling the owner a, a slime ball, scumbag move by mentioned? him, and no one calls out the billionaire owners that yeah, Dockage is trash the only someone who, who thinks out of this it makes uh, Urban Meyer somehow look good. What I don't he, it makes him look good. I think he's, he's saying better. that he is being intentionally made to look worse than he was. By the owner. He that's it. That's his argument. He doesn't need a lot of help to look bad. I don't think Urban Meyer looks good in any of this. No. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know that Dan's arguing he looks good in any of this. His complaint is 
there's lies being spread now by the owner with local media that's shilling out something lies that, for like, him. Now he's spending all this time at Top Golf or something. Like that's the next. Like <laughs> we've never. Come on, that here, Urban Meyer here. is. Or no, that no, he that, was in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer was. Oh, here's how you avoid that's all this what, if you're Urban Meyer. That's what Dan Meyer. was ranting about. Here's how you do better than this if you're Urban Meyer. Don't completely suck at your job. Yeah, Don't that's... stay behind when your team loses and and go to a bar and get rubbed on. <laughs> grinded on. Let's get the phrasing right. Grind, grinding. Ground on. Ground. Yeah, grounded. Grounded. Grinded and grounded. When that song hits, Paul, you know you just gotta go with the music. The music is gonna get you. The, the rhythm will get you. That's exactly what Urban Meyer taught us that night. When Peter Gabriel comes on. I mean, it's just, when that bass line drops, you know, if you don't, whatever, whoever's around you, just watch out. You don't know yeah, what's going to happen. might have been somebody out the window holding a boombox over his yeah. head. <laughs> that girl really felt the music right then. So did Urban. So did and, old Herb. And you know what the difference was uh, in that? It had nothing to do with mandatory minicamp and whether or not the players were there like this time no, last no. year. Not a factor. Uh, but it is, this is the time to take attendance. And you hope that you just get through it healthy. That's that's what the mandatory minicamp season is. Um, Paul, I mentioned last week a player, and I, I didn't realize there was no more guaranteed money left on Derrick Henry's contract. But if we wanted to rewind a, what was it, two months ago? No, early May. First week of May, Jeremy Fowler had that story where he was going through possible off-season extensions post-draft. And he said under the wild card tab, he put Derrick Henry. And the t- the, he said the team would be open to. It was very specifically worded. And I said, man, reading into that, and not, I thought there was some guaranteed money left on Henry's deal. And according to Spotrack, and what I was looking at last week, it's $12.5 million, but none of that's guaranteed on what he signed two 12 years this ago. year, 12 and a half next year. Yeah, but all the guarantees have been paid out. Yeah, right. No guarantee. So, so if you're coming off the injury that he's coming off of, and – hypothetically speaking here, you have another injury, whatever it ends up being. Um, you're now labeled as the guy who's now injury prone, who's out. been running, they've used you, run you in. And the way the contract's set up, it sets the Titans up to continue to run him in the ground, quite frankly. Yes. So if you wanted to not show up and knowing what I know now, and I didn't know it this time last week, last Monday, that it's not a, it, it's a mandatory fine that's not necessarily mandatory this week. Now's the time to not show if he's going to show. However, I also put the caveat on it. He's been a team guy, and there's nothing to suggest that he, he, would, he would miss other than just the financial and business aspect of this. Because even whenever he was franchise tagged that led to this four-year agreement that he's currently under and going into year three, um, there, were no, there were no issues behind the scenes that there was a distrust whenever the tag was used initially because they quickly worked out an extension. Right. And look, it was a fair deal both ways. I mean, yeah. Derrick Henry basically conceded that he wasn't going to absolutely break the bank as a two-down running back, and he got 25-and-a-half guaranteed over the first two years of the deal, which isn't phenomenal, but was pretty good. And the Titans got themselves a deal where if he fell apart, they could get out. Now, I don't see any circumstances where he doesn't make his $12 million this year. I think it's effectively guaranteed. Like, you see any circumstance where Derrick Henry isn't on the roster this season? I don't. Well, but, but this is more than just $12 million. This is about the next 30. So no, if, if, yeah, he gets hurt, if he gets hurt again, what, what is Derrick Henry worth for a contract extension now versus 12 months from now if he's coming off another injury? 
Yeah, well, that's why I think that the, the Titans are in the catbird seat, and I think they would want to stay there. Um, he's been a good team guy and all of that, but business is business, and that's why you set it up with a 28-year-old yeah. running back who you have run into the ground and who you intend to continue to run well, into know, the ground, knowing what he where means. he'll make $12 million this year and get himself up to $33 million on this contract, and you've got all the hands. Well, I think however, the Titans have, are in a great spot. I think the way the game is being played right now in the NFL, you can't feel good about anything if you're a team. Because all it takes is one guy saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to sit out. Yeah. Good luck. I'm your offense. So either make me happy or I just won't play. Well, is he your because offense? Because there's two. But what direction is yes. it going? AJ Brown did that. AJ Brown was their passing offense. Showed that all year when he was out, right? Yep. And what they do? The Titans didn't want to go down that. So what did AJ Brown get in the end? Exactly what he wanted. The what did the Titans get? Though, Not what nothing. they wanted. But they wanted AJ Brown to play under his contract. But the one thing is, when AJ Brown was out last year or not used, they sucked. And when Derrick Henry was out last year. I understand they lack the home run punch, but they ran the ball just as effectively but if you, if with you scrap are, parts. But my point is, and not to compare the, those two situations, but if you are important to your team, and this is not good for the NFL fan in the end, the players have the leverage. They are winning this battle right now. They are winning this game, not the team. And I will reiterate this over and over, and I'm not anti-player, but typically what is best for the fan is what's best for the team and the league, and not the player. And we are entering into a world now where the NFL is starting to look a lot more like the NBA. And the NFL is more popular than the NBA for a lot of reasons, but one of them is because the NFL is more team-controlled and league-controlled. And I know there's no guarantee contracts now. Well, Cleveland's changing that. But I think if it gets to this point where more and more players win this battle... That's not necessarily a good thing. So when do you feel confident about one of your best players, if you're the team? It's the moment you sign them to a long-term contract that puts you in a bind in the salary that cap. That makes them happy. That's where you feel good about well, that player because then they're going to be happy. That's the I, only way. I think if Derrick Henry held out, we'd get the, the typical line from Mike Vrabel. He'd say, we're working with who's here, and the Titans would have uh, Ryan Tannehill turn around and hand the ball to Hassan Haskins. But Paul... Uh, this is exactly my argument last week. Ryan Tannehill would turn around and hand the ball to Hassan Haskins and then throw to who exactly at Robert, wide receiver? Robert Woods. I'm not Robert saying it's Woods better. Coming the off receiving an ACL thing concerns. They, they've not 100% cleared and, and shouldn't at this point for contact. Uh, they've Trey got a rookie Burks. wide receiver who wasn't even there for the open practice I was at yes, last week on Tuesday, um, but uh, apparently has finished some practices, but wasn't there because he has asthma. I'm concerned about receiving. Um, but again, like the one thing you, I think you don't have to concern yourself with is the run game. And Henry being a part of, like, consider everything often, I'm going to write a column uh, that's going to post Wednesday morning on this at outkick.com. Uh, there, I think a lot of people are writing off Henry based on what we saw with the run game last year. It's a completely different dynamic. And the Titans are set up still to go through him despite him coming off the injury because they have different pieces on the offensive line now that's going to take some time uh, to, to come together. They don't, they don't know the right tackle. They've got a new left guard. Uh, they've got their right guard who is trying to earn a contract. But again, we, they haven't gone all in on him uh, contractually with Nate Davis. It, you've got Taylor Lewan who hasn't stayed healthy uh, recently. 
There are a lot of questions up front. Tons of questions at wide receiver um, with their rookie now, A.J. Brown not being there, brand new tight end, uh, rookie tight end playing the number two role. There are a lot of questions where I think the one constant they have is Derrick Henry. And for better or worse, I think there's still going to be a run-oriented team to begin. And if Henry were to say, I need guaranteed money, I need something uh, to ensure the way you're going to use me, is probably the same pace he was on at mid-October last year. I, I, I think he ends up getting some guaranteed money no on his contract leverage. this year. He's paying $50,000 a day holding out as a guy not who right hasn't proven he's, he's recovered. Well, starting on July 29th or whatever I, it is. I'm, and I'm not saying he holds out in camp. I'm saying they're going to work out something behind this, clearly, because they always have with him. They've always been... Well, it's only been one time. Behind, but, but behind in that one time, they've, they've taken care of him. With the guaranteed well, money. Well, this is second contract for running back. Second contract with the running back is not a problem. I, I won't be surprised if they do what you say, but I won't be surprised if they go the other direction. They've got all the hand. He can't hold out at $50,000 a day. And they, they don't I, – I, I agree with you that he's very important. But I also don't know if they know exactly what they have. They need to see that foot under stress. Yeah, and that's why the, the – that's why the physical day was important. Yes. Right. But well, they also need to see it in a game. We will uh, wrap up the show, look ahead to game five tonight and much more, and tell you about a, a jam-packed edition of the Tuesday show on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up tomorrow on 360, Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson will be on the show. John McClain, another Hall of Famer. Uh, will join us, and I'm sure he is uh, headed to the Crimson Tide Hall of Fame, the Alabama Hall of Fame at some point. Maybe the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Bo Scarborough will be on the show tomorrow as well. He's in the USFL. Uh, Chad, you and I watched him play, uh, plays for Birmingham, uh, where the Stallions lost for the first time. We saw history, Paul. We saw uh, some uh, upset Stallions fans in the house. That, like, oh, people, yes, they that were. People who just showed up for the first time, like, hey, the Birmingham Stallions are 8-0, let's go. And we're very disappointed to watch their first game. Felt cheated uh, to see the undefeated Stallions go down in that game. Did you read about McLean's pitch? I saw McLean's, uh I saw a still photo of him on the mound and was shocked to see him in shorts. <laughs> Really? Like he wore the same all black get up, but black shorts, black button up, short sleeve, How are those dress yams? shirt. He had, to, had, to get, had to get loose. How are those yams? He looks like a had guy who could, who could squat some weight. Oh, uh, we, we will. Uh, can we get like a cell phone video under well, of surely this? Surely we can. And then we can turn that around for the show tomorrow whenever he joins us. It also looked like his legs have not seen daylight in about 37 <laughs> years. That's why I was shocked to see him wear the shorts, even in the, in the heat. Maybe the roof was closed that I mean, day. I don't know. Close the roof in that, in yeah. that kind of weather. I think he wanted the mobility, right? It was more about mobility it? for the pitch. What is it about a retractable roof that is never used in sports? Uh, in football, they're never used. Like if you have in, one, like it's always like you know a, a 
a scramble right before to, to know like do we need weather today or it is a it, it's a retractable roof like do we need to let the fans know what today's weather forecast is for I, the game which is sponsored uh, because half the time uh, on, when the Titans are on the road we would be doing that and be thinking well there's no true weather because we're in the dome or you know in Indy it was always last minute you had to declare it by what 90 minutes before kickoff minutes. or something yeah as our intern gets going, we never use it uh, next week. Uh, I'm not going to ask this of her now, but I'm going to do things like this and say, find me the team that is closest to 50 50 mm. in all of sports on dome open versus dome closed. And I will applaud the hell out of that team. I'm <laughs> thinking maybe like it. Arizona function. to the Diamondbacks. I feel like that's kind of split in terms of closed don't versus know. open. I don't care if it's I've been football, there and it was close. baseball, whatever. Okay. I, I want the team that stays as true to – if it's a 60-40 split, I'll be thrilled. 70-30. I saw Randy Johnson pitch there, and it was close. Nice. Uh, game five tonight. I'm taking the Celtics. Money line. Guys, Chad went with Warriors earlier. Paul? Warriors. I'm going to go five. Warriors. I think the Determines Warriors the cover the three and a half and I win. I do too. Pivotal game in the NBA Finals. We'll recap that tomorrow, plus some great guests on tap. Hope you'll join us for Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. If you fell out of practice while I was away, (laughs) don't block the box and do lock your locks.